Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Southbridge 706, The Mandalorian on Twitter. This is the Committee Podcast. Today we have a full house. We have the the big homie, uh, AC3 Savage, Marcus Sniffles, and returning guests, uh, Afro and Nash. What's good, y'all? Yo, it's all good in the hood. I'd like to give a shout out to start uh, to uh, the homie. I got a Grammy uh, with one T. Uh, thanks for always uh, showing love and holding us down. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, also, like to give a shout out to the real Nick Gar. Uh, thanks for being a fuck nigga. You know what I'm saying? You mm. want to see me? 840 Devonshire Drive, number 15, Concord, North Carolina, 28027. Now, whoop the beige up your bitch ass. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I forgot all about that. Actually, not. Nah, you also had a run in with the, the real Nick Gar. Yeah, like, fuck that guy. Did this and, man um, put his address out there for real on the podcast? I put my real address out there. And to put this out there, um, that's my boy Nate. Uh, I got a Grammy. My boy Nate. So shout out to Nate. That's my homie. What up, Nate? What up, Nate? Yeah, I got a Grammy. That's my boy Nate. But yeah, Nick Garia. Like, let's talk I about thought, some I thought, I thought we, I thought we bonded because we were both Ravens fans. But fuck that guy. No, no. So what? What happened? It also you saw that you saw the tweet I sent you. I tried to warn you. I tried <laughs> I, I months ago. Months ago, I told you. I already told you what it was, dog. Don't nobody listen to me, dog. I already know what it is. So. Somehow I like jumped in a conversation that he and Marcus was having, and like with some other guy, and then like they were just like being real like ignorant for like no reason, like just dumb and ignorant and just talking out of the ass for like just to talk, just to talk. I mean, hey man, say less. But anywho, to, to get off that that nonsense. <clears throat> It's always Odell's fault. We'll get to that. So by the time you hear this, it's going to be a Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And again, usually if you watch any major network, listen to you know ESPN or ABC News, I always read like the super passive quotes talking about, you know, I have a dream and I want to see our kids holding hands and all the equality shit. Like they always leave out like that Martin Luther King was about that life, even though he was like a nonviolent protester. He was always in the mix. He was getting arrested and ultimately was assassinated. But um, here's a, a different quote from Martin Luther King that I'd like to spread out there, you know, get some, some positive vibes out there leading into uh, Black History Month. <clears throat> it says, the problem of racism, the problem of economic exploitation, and the problem of war are all tied together. These are the triple evils that are interrelated. So it kind of it kind of hits home today in 2020, talking about economic exploitation with uh, your man's uh, 45 always piping up the... Uh, the great gains in the stock market, which does not equal gains in the economy. So again, that's great if you have a 401k, but most of the uh, toothless people that voted for him do not have that, but for whatever reason, like to claim that victory. <laughs> and with the, uh, the pending war with Iran, I guess, you know, people are wild about that, but that's kind of, you know, died down a bit, but he definitely was. And also racism, of course, you know how that is, you know, we ain't got to talk about that. This is the most racist podcast on the internet. We, we have at least... 70% of our episodes talk about racism, so you can check those out. But yeah, shout out Martin Luther King Jr. And I, I hope you enjoy your day off, uh, reflect a little bit, and uh, you know, let's jump into the pod. So we have Amphro. Oh, go ahead. Question, Who is going to the um, to the club for a Martin Luther King weekend? Oh, you know, they're, they're oh man. The flyers are out there, guys. <laughs> the flyers. <laughs> I mean, the, I've already committed to that Martin? being. That's already going to be the podcast art. 
He's busting it wide open for the culture, for the struggle. I, I see somebody talking about, I guess if you're like cheating on Martin Luther King Day, you're kind of riding with the holiday. Like you're really inspired. Oh. I was like, y'all got to stop. Y'all got to stop, man. We got to stop. We got to stop this, man. Allegedly. Allegedly. Alleged, alle- allegedly. I mean, I think the FBI has tapes and recordings. Wow. And like, he well, was, he was out. Man did say in his new song that they, they smothered him in the, in the hospital. So, yeah, apparently, I, I didn't know that, but apparently there's records saying that he actually survived and was, yeah, they said uh, Coretta Scott King. His wife sued the government and won for that. They just don't talk about it. Yeah, right. I missed that. I missed that in history class. Yeah, they didn't bring that up in history. Yo, Coretta mm. Scott King and Shoshana Jenkins, two of the most ride or die women. Well, outside of uh, Aaron Hernandez's girlfriend, apparently, but mo- moving on to football. So we, we got the homie Amphro want to talk about the LSU's uh, victory, but more or less to talk about your boy Odell Beckham. So I don't know if you guys saw it, but he was either drunk, high, or checked both at the game, and he was wilding out. So I uh, wonder y'all's y'all's thoughts on that and what was going on and. Like the the craziest thing that came out of this was allegedly because we don't snitch on the podcast, never. Uh, like like a, a certain Joey Burrow, but allegedly he was out there giving out you know straight cash homies to the to winners of the game to the guys in the squad, and of course in the NCAA there you know you can't even buy a kid a thirty nine cent hamburger without getting investigated or suspended. So, uh, Anfro he is in the uh, in the know with these type of things. So I want to get his thoughts on the, the whole Odo Beckham Jr. situation. Um, so first off, you know, playing um, the start of my college football career in New Orleans. New Orleans is a great city for LSU, of course, to win a national championship as it's it's the state school is the it is the school that everyone in Louisiana wants to go to. Um, the time they won their last national championship, 2007 in New Orleans, you know, it's really great luck for them to play down there. But to go into the scenario, um, really what you have here, you have um, a scenario that was very small that became made into this huge thing. And it really didn't need to be. Um, Odell is, as we saw on camera, allegedly passing out some, some chicken and um all that had to happen was no one had to say anything about it and it becomes nothing. Well, where it becomes the big deal, LSU comes in and announces a statement that the money is fake, something that they didn't need to do. They didn't need to say anything, but they chose to come through and say, you know, he was doing it, but it was just for entertainment purposes and it's fake. Okay, well, then uh, some other players come through right behind and say, oh, no, man, that money was 100% real. Um, so we can blame it on a certain player, a certain number nine. I know the number nine in New Orleans, you know, a lot of people in Atlanta hate the number nine in New Orleans, whether that be uh, <laughs> people playing for the professional team or people playing for the college team. Um, but – um, too far. <laughs> my man's might have, my man's might have uh, snitched on the big homie, allegedly, uh, OBJ. So, if, if, if allegedly this money is allegedly real and LSU 
or the NCAA decides to investigate this, what is the worst punishment LS, the LSU football program could receive for that? For receiving um, realistic, the death, the decimates? Um, realistically, in a scenario like this, um, it can be explained away. Um, LSU would do their own internal investigation. Um, most likely, let's say they do find out that the money is real. Um, the, the players make their statement. If they choose to, likely most of the players involved aren't coming back to school. They're going to declare for the draft. Um, if any players who did receive or allegedly received money are staying, um, you know, they just say something as simple as, oh, uh, you know, it was all a joke. I gave it back right away. It's on LSU to prove that they didn't, or it's on the NCAA to prove that they didn't. Most likely they won't be able to. A letter will be sent from the NCAA to the compliance office of LSU to say, don't ever do that again, and nothing comes from it. That's the most likely scenario. Seems like a lot of a lot of paper pushing and a lot of nonsense for something that shouldn't be an issue. It shouldn't be a problem for those players that are playing for free. Literally almost like everybody in that stadium was able to make money except the players. Like the people that are selling shirts, the sponsors. They had like did they do the halftime like scholarship thing, the Dr. Pepper thing mm-hmm. they do that this year? Uh, you know, ESPN is broadcasting the game on three different channels. ABC is broadcasting. Like, there's so many people making money. Like, I could literally bet money on that game and win some money from it, from the comfort of my own house. But the players that are literally putting their bodies on the line are not allowed to get a couple hundred dollars after the game. Like, that that's the big the, – the fact that it's a big deal that they got some cash after that game and that they're – and that – we need to investigate the, the idea that they got some money is a bigger deal. Like that's that's wild to me, man. I feel like we're just we're well. I don't want to say us, but I, I think the media just focuses on the wrong thing because everybody agrees that the pair should be played or paid. So why is it an issue that they are getting paid? Is it just because it's in front of us? Like now we see it. And now it's like, oh, this doesn't look good. Well, one of the big things is that the NCA as a whole has tricked the general public and to an extent former players to believe that earning money is more morally wrong. Um, So two things to me, when a rule is created, one of two things, does it create fairness? Well, I mean, players not receiving money doesn't create any sort of fairness to the players. And also to that, it's not creating any sort of parity or competition um, or talent disparity um, across college because whether they get paid or not, Alabama is always going to out-recruit Fresno State. Um, Alabama is always going to out-recruit Troy, who is right in their backyard. Ohio State, who has Akron right not too far away is always going to out recruit Akron. So by limiting and putting restrictions on their pay, it's not helping the industry because Ohio state still gets whoever the heck Ohio state wants to get LSU still gets whoever they want to get over Lafayette and Tulane. And, you know, Alabama still gets whoever they want over Troy or 
South Alabama. So that, those are some of the arguments that have been presented to me um, as to, you know, how do the small schools compete? And this is why we really, really need it for this purpose. And, you know, really just the easy kickback is, well, what small school is competing currently with any of these large football slash basketball schools? Definitely. In my opinion, the nigga Odell Beckham needs to be banned for life. I think that's the appropriate punishment for him. Go ahead and say what you want to say, Marcus. The nigga needs to be banned. He was, dr- he was obviously drunk. He was high. He was running into people. He was in the band. You're doing too much, bro. You've been out of high school and college for how long? Like, you knew better than to do that on camera. You're too old for this. Ban Odell Beckham Jr. from the games for life. He's done. If his jersey's retired, which is probably not because he didn't really put up good stats for them, you need to unretire that shit. He needs to stop going to the school because he actually is currently going to the school. So he's a student, too. But you knew better than that, man. You're out here embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing the Cleveland Browns, the NFL. Uh, then you smack a, a white officer on the ass. Like, what is going on? Hold on, hold on. And he like, they didn't charge him for that. It's ridiculous. Browns? I mean, yeah, I'm about to say, let's, let's slow down. Embarrassing the Browns. Like, it's because it's one guy. Slow down. I want a totem pole of embarrassing the Browns. I mean, yeah, listen, bro. man. Um, I think me and Marcus was talking about this like a couple days ago, and it's just like, like the man was having fun, man. The man was having fun, like, like, um, like Anthony was saying, like since '07, you know, LSU hasn't had a championship and everything, and it's just, you know, yeah, it doesn't look like, you know. He's not, you know, he's not doing it the right way. But then again, like, man, like these millennials, or I mean, I don't want to say millennials, but like, I mean, he's like kind of younger. He's he's younger, so I mean, like, they do what they do. Like, you know, they're going to yell into the the megaphone. They're going to try to post up Carl Malone on the field, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, and you know, they go. I mean, I mean, they're not going to. I wouldn't give away no money, you know. That's just me, but. I mean, the dude was excited. The dude was happy. You know, yeah, you're going to drink. I don't think he was really taking anything, but, you know, I just think he was just super hyped and just super drunk and, you know, just getting carried away with the moment. Would I slap the dude on the ass? No, I wouldn't have done that. But, hey, man, like, it, it, like Anthony was saying, it was something that – it was a small situation that just got blown up. And I don't think we blew it up. I just think the media blew it up. Wow, the media blowing something up, you don't say. Not not surprised. Not surprised. <gasps> Actually, the, shout, the one-armed man. Shout out to shout out to uh, Carl Malone. Like he didn't even budge when Odell pumped him. I was like, God damn, like that man is solid. Yeah, I mean, we were like Marcus Cousins when um Carl Anthony Towns was trying to post him up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, bro, like I mean, like he's retired, he's a little older. Odell's like in his prime and a professional athlete, like dog, he didn't. Budge. I was like, and Odell looked like he was trying too. I was like, yeah, old man straight this crazy, but but yeah, I, I do ultimately think it is a, a non-issue. Again, I, I don't ultimately see Odell being arrested or banned like uh, Adolphus is advocating, but I mean, it's it's good to see uh, you know people have fun, man. Like, but definitely as always, pay the players. What's up? I mean, ESPN was well, it's not really a question, it's kind of a comment or whatever, but ESPN was kind of forced with like two things. 
Do we talk about Lolo Jones, who's on the field, you know, or do we talk about Odell? Nobody wants to talk about Lolo Jones. We gonna talk about Odell, man. Just... I didn't know she was I didn't know she, I didn't know she was exactly. on the field, dog. That's, exactly. that's crazy. Shout out to Lolo Jones. Wild on the field too. So. Yeah, mm. I mean, like, obviously Odell was probably, you know, under the influence of something, and Odell Beckham, he he needs to understand who. Okay. Okay. He needs to understand who he is. He's a polarizing player. Like, no matter what he does, it becomes polarizing. And he needs to understand that. So there's certain things that he can't do. He can't dance on the field. He can't give uh, money to players on the field. He can't slap the ass of a security guard. Um, and he can't, you know, he was, like, going into the stands and all these things. And I, I was, because we I was talking about it with a couple people on the time. I agree. Odell shouldn't have been, he shouldn't have smacked an officer on the butt like that. But I will also say, I feel like the only reason that they put a warrant out for him or, or one of the press charges is because that officer was embarrassed. Like he got embarrassed publicly. He felt like his authority was challenged. And he was like, well, I can't do anything about it now. There was a report that said that that officer wanted to punch Odell right then and there, but he restrained himself. And I, I watched that video. That man, he was not about that life. He wasn't going to try to do that. But instead of doing that, it's like, all right, I got embarrassed. How do I embarrass Odell Beckham back? Okay, let's go get a warrant for him for a sexual battery because he touched him on the butt. Let's try to get that warrant. And then they, the judge was like, no. So, a warrant for simple battery. Let's do that. And what they wanted, they wanted a, a video of Odell Beckham either walking into jail with the handcuffs on or walking out of jail and having to make a statement because that would embarrass Odell Beckham. And that's what they wanted. And eventually, like I think it was a few days ago, the, uh, the security guard dropped the charges. So it's like, the, the the media brought up all this attention for this thing that Odell did just for it to get dropped. And it's just like, yes, it's your right to uh, press charges for Odell touching you in that manner, but we can all agree that that's a soft move. Like, that's just, that's, a, that's soft. It's soft. To, At the end of the day. To, to, to kind of put a button on this, like, it, it was, he was on some, some real uh, sucker shit. Cause like the kids were trying to enjoy themselves after the game. Like, you know, some people are lighting up cigars and, oh, you need to put those out. I'm arrest you, checking people's bottles, making sure they're not drinking. Like, nah, come on, bro. Like, you're a fucking simp in a herb, bro. Like, he must, he must not be from Louisiana. Like, he, he must not be, he must be from like Alabama or something like that. Cause that's just hating, dog. Like, let people enjoy themselves. <laughs> but to, to pivot, to pivot on players that probably do need to be arrested and seek mental help is uh, Antonio Brown. So I honestly can't even keep up what's going on with that dude. Like the last thing that I saw was him throwing a bag of gummy dicks at his, I guess, baby mama or something like that. Like it would like Anthony, you have any thoughts on this? Like I'm I'm very confused on what's going on with this dude. Like um, you know, I really don't know too much about the scenario. I watched the video. Um, you know, I watched his claim of that she was looking to steal. Um, you know, his car or some things from the house, um, which, you know, it seems like that may or may not have been a misunderstanding. She came over to his or their house, um, not sure of the living situation and was looking to use 
or take something that it sounds like an agreement was made beforehand by any reasonable individual it would sound like an agreement was made beforehand again i don't know anything about what was said no one does um but just listening to it sounds like some sort of agreement was made and now that agreement doesn't stand true anymore because of you know various different situations um that have happened and they both or at least the part of the video that we get is Antonio Brown going crazy in front of, I don't know, four, five, six police officers, um, which, you know. In 2020, it's probably not the smartest thing. <laughs> it's not the smartest idea. Um, he's young, he's rich, and he's famous. But, I mean, that doesn't that, that really doesn't mean much when it comes to law enforcement. Huh. I mean, um, from what I saw, um, or from what I've read, I guess um, he had called the police earlier, like, I guess weeks or months earlier before about how, like, she had had, like, his Rolls Royce or, like, one of, one of the cars. Like, he reported stolen. Like, I guess she didn't give the car back or whatever, and she was supposed to bring the car back, and she was supposed to get close to the kids or something like that. But, like, Anthony was saying, like, the agreement just wasn't – something happened. Something happened along the way, and they started arguing. Or I guess the police was called or whatever. Um, I don't know what's going on with AB, man. Uh, this is Vontez's perfect fault. You know, everything was fine until Vontez hit him that one time. And ever since then, you know, he's just been tripping. But um, I do like a whole lot of money. You know, that that's my jam. I, I, I fucks with that song. <laughs> so... So, oh, a lot of money. I, so I made I made a joke the uh, a couple weeks ago that uh, that your boy Terrence Howard might have uh, fumbled the biggest bag of the decade. Like Antonio Brown's got to be on that list somewhere because like he had he had a guarantee what thirty mil right or something like that yeah. with Oakland. Yeah, and and again at the time people thought it was like some sort of power play. You know he don't play for the Raiders, but like it just progressively just looked dumber and dumber as it happened. And now we're at the point where throwing like, there's a company that manufactures gummy dicks that he purchased. And again, I know that we got, we only got part of the story, but like you still had to click purchase on these gummy dicks and then like open the box and be like, yo, I got a, I got a hand full of gummy dicks. Like we, we, we've got to this point. Like this is like the, the culminating point of this story. Like it's gummy dicks, which is, I mean, absurd for me to say out loud, but like even <clears throat> I, I don't know, man. Like at some point he's supposed to sign for the play with the Saints. He didn't. He's making videos while and now, like he's talking about, you know, white women are canceled. Like I don't, I don't, it's just it's a lot going on. No more white women in 2020. Hey man, I'm praying for that dude. Y'all send a prayer out for A B man, because uh you know, the most concerning <laughs> thing about the A B situation is you know, Drew Rosenhaus. When Drew gives up on you, yeah, it's, it's time to do some soul searching. I'm talking but about isn't it like a conditional thing, a conditional termination. Yeah, until until he gets some help, and Drew gives up on you. I mean, the only contract Drew has ever terminated is AB and Aaron Hernandez. Oh, <laughs> wow! I didn't even know that. Uh, Yo. That when Drew I mean, gets has, up, has on Aaron, that's tough. Yeah, it's it's a wrap. 
has Aaron Hernandez officially been suspended by the Patriots yet? Or you know, I don't know. Last last time I checked, he was still he was still we're, part we're of the team. I don't know. Waiting for the, uh, for the we're, we're, we're still waiting. waiting. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, God bless, man. Hopefully, AB gets to together. Uh, yeah, I just don't He's know. I mean, that girl from the cartel family on um. Her family's like a part of a cartel or whatever. Out is a VH1 show she's on or whatever. It's like oh, the Mexican like mob wives, like the Spanish mob wives or whatever. Well, that makes per that makes perfect sense. He he looks like he would fit perfectly into like the reality TV realm, honestly. But honestly, I mean, hopefully like, we're I, not. I follow him on Instagram and I see like even though he does like all this, he has all this erratic behavior. I see him do good as well. Like I, he just had like a scooter giveaway, a scooter and bike giveaway. This um, I think today or yesterday or whatever. Um, he looks like he's still training, still working out, still running. He he does like yeah. open runs at like football fields for kids and stuff like that. I, it sometimes it just for me it just seems like it's just like a Jekyll and Hyde situation. It's just I don't know, man. Like somebody. Like they say in the rap game or whatever, I think Joe Budden was talking about this. Like, um, you need an OG, and I just feel like in foot in sports, like you you need an OG to just put you under the wing. Like, yo, man, like what what's going on? Because I even saw over there um, on on his live or his Insta story, he had Ocho Cinco and Terrell Owens at the crib. Like, and they were just you know working out together and talking. So like, hopefully, you know they they put him on some game and talk to him and. We'll see, man. But like you said, uh, Breeze, like, prayers up for that, man. You know, I, I want him to succeed. I want, you know, I want him to do well because he's a great receiver. Um, So hopefully, you know, he gets it together by, you know, by next season, you know. So real quick, I'll start with the Dolphins as we wrap this uh, topic up. Um, Do you think A.B. lands on the roster next year? Yes or no? Yes. That is a – uh, yes or no? Uh, no. Marcus. As long as as long as that case um or that lawsuit is outstanding for sexual assault, it is to no. Um until that's resolved and it's gotta be resolved with a landslide in AB's favor. Um he's pretty much he's probably played his last down. Yeah, he should have just settled. Marcus, what do you think? Yes or no? I'm gonna say no for next year. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback what Anthony said. If if all the charges get dropped, again, this this league is uh, it's supposed to be a meritocracy. We kind of saw with the Colin Kaepernick thing. It isn't, but with his his skill, his skill set, his ability, uh, talent wins to be a to be a t- yeah top tier receiver. Like I mean. We, we've seen players do much worse get second opportunities. As long as you're not, you know, kneeling for the the flag, then you probably will get a second shot. Because we've had people beat up their wives, kill people, kill dogs, and things of that nature. So yeah, uh, I, I, I say this. Tyreek Hill was going to the Super Bowl. What? Yeah, you got you got a point. You got a point. Oh, right. Wow. If you, if, if you got, if, yeah, if you, if you got talent, man, like. I, I think Odell's problem is he just needs someone to take his phone away from him. If he if everything AB. that has happened minus him getting on social media, he'd be on a team probably right now. Exactly. But I, I, he, I he, 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 he's on that Kanye West plan where people are just like, "Yo, Kanye, stop tweeting, bro." 
Just stop it. Take someone take this phone away. That's where AB is at right now. It's like the gift with um when uh Michelle walks in and takes the phone away from Obama. Somebody needs to do that to him. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the 49ers for beating the dog shit out of the Packers, man. Like the Pat it, it seems like apparently now the the, the meme on Twitter, the the uh, narrative on Twitter is that the uh, Packers only exist to go to the NFC Championships, get their fucking heads beat in, because that's what's happened the last two times. First by the uh, team that I support, the Atlanta Falcons, and now the uh, 49ers. That game was pretty much over within, like, the first, maybe the first quarter, early into the so second are we ready quarter. To like, say that A.A. Ron is um, washed? Washed King? Ready? Washed King? Ready? We've we been saying that, bro. Shout out to Jalen. We've been saying this dude is washed, man. Okay. Like you could tell from the first game, he didn't look great. He was like, "Oh, we got a defense now. I need to do better." It's like, bro, like you're supposed to be the guy quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Like that should never come out of your mouth, bro. But like, you know, I think his talent is like predicated on his arm strength and things like that, kind of like Jay Cutler. So he didn't yeah. really have to kind of, I feel like, develop other tools. It's just always like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers, he made a great play with his arm. He's got this amazing arm." But he's what 35, 36? Yeah, man, he's, he's yeah, getting up there. You good, man. So, you got Danica Patrick. You you good, man. You got oh, a ring. God bless. And that ring was over what? Damn. 13 years ago? Almost. It was like 2007 ish. All right. I know is that. Oh, 2010. In a, a halftime show. That's all I know. Oh, 2010. Yeah, he, he gets so much clout off that ring a long time ago. It's like, bro, they just ignore everything else. But uh, I guess we get uh, the 49ers and the. Uh, Chiefs in the Super Bowl, so that should be exciting. So, what do y'all think but, about uh, um, Philip Rivers moving out of his house in San Diego? Is he is he done? He needs to spend time with his kids. That's what he needs to do. He needs to spend time kids? with his family. More kids to count. Hey, him and uh, him and Antonio Camardi got a football team, right? Yeah, they should. Uh, hey, they should link. They should definitely link. So one of the things that's been going on the timeline, which I missed it, but apparently it was a hot button issue. So uh, I'm sure everybody, Nas probably hasn't had one in a while, but uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody here has gotten a haircut within the last year or so. Correct. No, no, okay. not me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So again, besides Nas, if you can't see him. He has a clearly working on some dress, but uh, I did tape up. Does that count? Nah, we're gonna go with the whole experience. We'll go with the whole experience. So, um, Anthony, what's the how much do you pay for your last haircut if you recall? Uh, I say like twenty five, and I left. I left my man's probably like ten. That's fair. Okay, uh, Adolphus, how much you paid? I definitely paid twenty five uh, since it was a rush experience as well. I left him ten, so thirty five. Total. Marcus, what's the what how much you pay for your last haircut? Probably around thirty dollars. With the tip or without tip? With a tip. Hmm. Okay. So Miles, I'm gonna probably say the 20, 25 with a tip. Yeah. Holy shit. Damn. So I probably pay thirty, including the tip for my last haircut. But that apparently there's <laughs> Ah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's when I got my last haircut in California. So they was they was taxing. So I, I think that that ties into the issue. But I guess there was a it turned into I guess a gender war, which was one of like the four things Twitter's obsessed with. Um, the other three being 
sex, mental illness, and there's one more thing that I had. Hey, right? sex, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, something in that little wheel of topics that circulate on Twitter. But apparently, there was a something about fifty dollars haircuts, and women were like, "Oh, we paid three hundred dollars to get our hair done, and blah blah blah. blah. Y'all are spoiled, blah 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 blah." And my first, my first thought was like, "Yo, don't y'all always like talk on Twitter about needing sponsors and having this dude pay for your haircut and your nails?" But yeah, and their hair lasts work. for like months when they get the, the yeah, big bro. hair. Like you, can it. you can literally take it off your head and hang it on, it, a, yeah. on a lampshade or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, so somebody's lying. Like somebody's telling a lie because again, apparently you got all these dudes paying for your hair and nails, and if he if he's not, he's a a fuck boy or he's a broke boy or something like that. So y'all need to Shout get out that to shit real Nick Gar. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Hold on, hold fuck on. Boy. So, uh, I saw the so, video, saw the yeah. video of, the, of the tweet of how it all started. It was, um, it's this, uh, this barber who's in Atlanta. Um, and he's, he's like 18, 19 years old. He's like, yo, I charge, uh, 50, $50 of a haircut and everything doing my thing. And, um, I mean, it looked, it looked, the haircut looked all right. It looked cool, but that wasn't $50 worth. I'm, I guess it was 50 because he put like a little, a cross or a crucifix in the back or something. I, I don't exactly know, but um, it was it was a pretty good haircut, but it it didn't look worth fifty dollars. So it was fifty dollars, and it was just the the haircut. Because I'm thinking if, if it's fifty, I want the the razor in with the blade tape up, hot yeah, towel like, on the face. Oh, okay, well, it was I like mean maybe like you did like a little design in the back, like a little cross design in the back or whatever. I mean that could be it looked, worth it. it. I, I don't know, but it wasn't fifty dollars good. So I know. Uh, so again, I, I think that a lot of men, if if they were actually complaining for the sake of the argument of the podcast, we can say that men were up in arms and they were ready to boycott barbers and march in the streets to get competitive rates. But I would honestly say, if like the barbers got together and kind of unionized and said, "Hey," The baseline for a cut is going to be $50. We pay for it. Guarantee we pay for it. Because everybody got to go to the club on the weekend. Uh, they got to be fresh. Not. No. Yeah, okay. Nah, nah, I don't. Well, you, you clearly have dress. So you're a different situation. <laughs> so you mean to tell me, you mean to tell me if you got to show up to a job interview and look fresh, you're not going to pay the $50 to look fresh that might get you hired for this job. You mean to tell yeah. me you're not gonna pay the fifty dollars that might get you some panty drawers from the local freak at the club because you got the fresh lineup or a fresh boosie fade or whatever? Like, well, why stop lying! Stop lying! The fresh freak. I mean, because uh, you know we we preach sex positivity on this uh, Christian based uh, value podcast because it's right. it's less work. You know, it is what it is. You know, but I'm just saying, like, we're we're not gonna be like, oh, I'm just gonna go to work with a fucked up tape up because I don't want to pay fifty dollars. Like, we might not tip. There ain't gonna be no more tipping, but like shit, I gotta get this fade. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I said, honestly, for think me, if if we're gonna do this, I mean, I don't currently have my long beard anymore, but it needs to include a, a beard steam. I want a woman barber so I can get a facial or whatever, some sort of dermatologist type of treatment. You know, it, it's gonna be a lot that comes with this fifty dollar haircut. Y'all remember? And I need an alcohol, and, and I need a forty ounce. 
Y'all remember that video a couple months ago about like that girl who was cutting that man's hair? She was like with the big booty. She was like twerking on him and stuff and all that. Stuff. Oh, oh wow. yeah, I just that's what needs to happen. I need that for fifty dollars. If I'm gonna pay fifty dollars, I'm gonna need her to cut my hair with the twerk and lap dance, whatever, all that included. Wow, this just got really toxic. My bad. Yeah, hey man, it's 2020. I guess you know Laura Harvey's day in future toxicity is it's it's popping right now. We can we can get away with that right now. It oh is, yeah, it city is what girls, it is. City girls up by 24 right now because of Lori Harvey. I'm I'm still confused about that whole situation. But Anthony, what are your thoughts, man? You're not paying 50 for the cut. Man. Okay, cut cut like a, a t- cut and and tape up and beer. Did you cut, hear the tape up and beer? <laughs> Here's the thing. I've lived all across the country. I've lived in Texas. I've lived in the Midwest. Um, you know, I, I live now on the East Coast. If I ain't paying 50 in New York for a cut, it, it's really tough to me to go to Atlanta and pay 50 for a cut. That's facts. I, I get it. Like, I, I lived in uh, North Jersey where they weren't taxing that high. But, I mean... I, again, I think we, we say here that we wouldn't, but I'm just saying, man, that interview coming up, you got that meeting or you got to go hey, there and get that, mean, uh, that presentation for the Rays. Like, I, I feel like you're going to pay it, I paid 35 for a retwist. I paid 35 for a retwist. Why would I pay 50 for a haircut if I paid 35 for a retwist? Because that's what the market, that's what the market hey, could dictate. Breeze, if they all got together and they collectively decided that, hey, we're, we're taxing, we're raising it, yeah, we'll pay it. Exactly. Hey, that cut's got to get get. It's got to get got. So we're paying it. But right now, while that's not the marketplace, (laughs) nah, man. I'll check them out on Twitter. I even give them props on Twitter. I ain't paying fifty though. Because I I kind of feel you. I mean, like let's be honest. The rates have raised from when we were all younger. Like I remember uh, when I was like first. You know, a grown man and get my grown man cut. It was like fifteen ish, and for kids it'd be like five or like it was like fifteen or ten. And so yeah, now we're up to twenty, twenty five, thirty. But fifty is just a huge jump, man. Like you're asking us to pay hey. double the price. Hey man, inflation, dog. Like when we was kids, I mean, gas used to be a gas used to be a dollar and some change. Now that's just like three, not even dollars and change. I remember it being like under a dollar. That's just like three dollars now, dog. Like. They probably looking around like, hey man, like inflation's happened. We need to start, you know, steadily building our prices up too, man. Like, get, let's get this money out here. And you can also check out one of our earlier episodes called Support Black Barbers. It was pretty funny. So go back and check that out. But again, I, I again if you if you have any uh have any comments on this, let us know on Twitter. But uh the, the next kind of hot thing that I found borderline offensive but also kind of funny at the same time was uh your man young jock uh meet me in the lift that's going down you know apparently he's out here doing ride sharing uh trying to do the best thing for his kids i guess um now i do agree that it was kind of corny that those girls were trying to you know go viral off him and kind of embarrass him but to be honest you kind of should be embarrassed though. You know what I'm saying? Cause like at one point you had at least, I'm going to give you three hits. Cause I can only remember two of them, but like at some point you fumbled the bag dog. Like you was running around with the, you know, uh, 
don't know, a stylish auntie perm at one point. Like you were doing some wild stuff, dog. And now you in the Uber, dog. Like I don't, I feel like that's kind of your fault. But that's not even to, the to... most outrageous thing that he's done. Like I just heard like a couple of days ago that he's got his uh, fiance's name tattooed on the side of his um. Oh. So yeah, are we sympathetic of former? Uh... Rapper with a couple hits driving in the old uh, ride sharing company. It's Tom I mean, fault. I don't really understand what there's to be sympathetic about. He he's got a job. It, it's a legal job. It, he's paying his bills and minding his business. I mean, I don't know what there is for us to feel embarrassed for him about. I mean, fame comes and goes, and. What happens after fame is a job is gotten. He also has a radio show on ninety four point five. So I mean, I don't, I don't get the how's he, how, how's he broke? If he has a morning show and he does like a ride share in his, in his, you know, his free time. I mean, at least he ain't like pop smoke, like stealing wraiths and stuff, transporting stolen wraiths to New York. You know, that's that's kind of lit, though. I'm not gonna lie, but Marcus, what do you think? Yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, maybe maybe he is bored, maybe he just wants to get out of the house and he likes to drive. And he's just like, Well, I can make money driving. I mean, who, who's to say that he doesn't have money, though? Like, just because you drive Uber or Lyft doesn't mean you're broke. Like, he might still have millions of dollars in the bank and he just chooses to drive Uber. Maybe, I don't know, I don't know the man's situation. Financially, so the the only reason that I would probably guess that's not the case is because he felt like he had to come out and put a statement, like let well, people know, like oh, okay. But again, if it. I'm you you no, but no, my thing is if I'm sitting on a couple of M's, y'all can roast me all you want to. Like I'm gonna be like LeBron James, be like I still go home <laughs> to my house and y'all go to y'all's job or whatever you yeah, said. But, but yeah, pretty much be like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like y'all are still broke, dog. I don't. If I want to ride around Atlanta in my free time, that's my business. Y'all are still broke, dog. That that would be my attitude. But because he did that, it makes me feel like. You know, you know, a hit dog hollers. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, was like, like I saw dude, a little like, statement fuck. on TMZ. He like brought up the kids. He was like, "I'm in a, a big brother, big sister program, and we try to teach the kids to, you know, to generate their own wealth and everything." So I just figured I should be about it and do my own thing. And I was like, "Nigga, what? Wait, what, what are you?" <laughs> Back to the LeBron James thing. To be fair, when that statement was said, LeBron got to go on national TV because he's still famous the next day and say that, that we broke and he get to go back to, you know, the millions of dollars. So it's not a I get you. <laughs> to quote so, Future Man, would you rather cry you rather cry in that Honda or you rather cry in the race? Hey. So just doing like a little bit of research here, the dude still earns like last year he earned almost two million dollars. So he's not broke. He's on whichever housewife show or hip hop, love and hip hop Atlanta. So he earns uh I think they, they're saying he earns fifty thousand dollars per episode. Uh he's a producer on swag team, so he still earns revenue from music. Um, and he still actually does make money from licensing New Jack, I mean, New Jock City 
as well as anytime that it's still streamed, he's still getting paid uh, for that. So I think he's probably doing it just for fun. Um, like I was telling uh, South Breeze, I remember like a year or two ago, he shot a video where he was like a fake Uber driver in an Escalade and he was pulling up on people uh, with Mac 11s and stuff like that. He was just playing around. So if they're saying that his net worth is $8 million currently and he earns about between 1.6 and 2 million a year, I don't, I don't think he's Uber broke. I think he just does but, it for fun. But this is the thing. Just a couple of years ago, we was all clowning Roscoe Dash for doing lift. Well, again, you gotta, really we, but you have to look at it too. You, you see how the internet has evolved to a place where now we just do and say things, try to get clout. You know what I'm saying? People doing racist TikToks, nurse doing nurses doing wild TikToks. People just I saw somebody cut off some lady's dreads while she was asleep. I'm like, dog, like, is this what we need to do for clout these days? But it is what it is. Again, hopefully he's doing better than these people made it out to, made it out to be. Because again, the negative story. It's what always gets the most traction. He he probably is doing well, but nobody wants to report that. So uh, I do think it is kind of clownish activity for those people. Like I'd have been like, "Yo, what's up, man? Like, let me get an autograph." Like, "Yo, I met Young Jock." I would have been trying to clown the dude for the shit, but yeah, you know, he also hopefully, got a lot of writing credits too. Like he writes yeah. a lot of songs. I heard. So I mean, hopefully he took care of his his chickens and his mental, and he's he's doing good out here. Shout out to Marshawn like Lynch, but one point eight million a year, so he's still getting the bag. Alle- alle- allegedly, allegedly, right? He's he's allegedly. actively on a reality show that's pretty big. Yeah, he, he, gets, he really is. He really do be yeah. on that love and hip hop show, and he he's like one of the main storylines. Yeah, he gets fifty thousand dollars an episode. All right, well, shoot, shit, shout to Young Jack, <laughs> getting the bag. So, but um. The kind of the last thing I want to talk about that kind of blew up, uh, speaking of LeBron James going home, uh, Beyonce dropped her Ivy Park line, which I don't know. Is this like a workout line or is it just like, I don't know what this clothes are for, but apparently it's like it, it's like Jordan releases because them shit sold out immediately. Like it's the hottest Basically thing in the block. So she can do whatever she wants. Yeah. Shout out to the homegirl, uh, Sierra Crafty Cakes on Twitter, who actually uh, stood in line to get some of these uh Beyonce product. Now, what I would say, I've stood in line one time to get a product, which was some uh, Jordan 12s. Uh, I think they were the Obsidians, I think. One in 12s. Never again. So I, I give her credit. I give people credit who actually will stand in line to get a product. Never again. That was probably top 10 worst decisions I've made in my life. But So she dropped the, the Ivy Park line. It's been uh, highly anticipated, but one of the things I saw on Twitter that I, I found kind of uh, not disturbing, but kind of maybe insensitive and out of touch is that allegedly, and I saw it from a verified account, I, I can pull up the tweet and read it, but um, Ivy Park is not selling, or the initial release does not have any plus sizes, which yeah. is in- interesting in a world that is trying to be more, I guess, body positive and more inclusive, you know, with uh, larger people that she would not do that. And again, it could be an Adidas thing. Like, you know, she probably doesn't have as much control as we think. Knowing, I know she has a lot, maybe like creatively, but just from a a revenue standpoint, like you want as many people to be able to grab the pie as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like by excluding people that are a little bit larger, like I said, from a, a, a business aspect, that's just bad business. 
and then it looks bad, now you're going to have not only bad business, but receive bad press if this is true. Because again, they could have been like, hey, the first wave, you didn't have this ready. Yeah. But if you look at Rih- if you look at Rihanna with Fenty, if you know uh, Fenty is pretty much her her interpretation of a lingerie clothes, like she has plus size stuff, and she also has plus size models that are on her site. And I can't remember, I can't remember if it was initially, but yeah. But that's the thing; like she knows what it is, and Beyonce is big enough and has enough pool that that could have and should have been a priority if that makes sense because you're supposed to be like you're supposed to be like the the wonder woman and our the the captain marvel or like the the woman's super superhero but like well, if I, you're gonna be the woman's superhero you gotta be superhero for all well, oh correct this is this is the initial release so if it's like if adidas did the numbers and like all right what are the projections and they weren't projected to sell as many plus size uh outfits then maybe they're like all right we're not going to do it for the initial release but we can do it for the, the, nope, like that doesn't make it, that no that doesn't make any sense because if you were selling if you putting said, out something out initially if it's not going to get bought you know what i'm saying like and, and I, it, it might be insensitive to say but it's like more people wear probably like large meat large and mediums not extra large or extra 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 large. okay so you're gonna, go ahead and- you're gonna sell more Mediums and more large compared to extra large and double XLs. That's so that would be my opinion behind it. My counterpoint in that uh, Anthony and Adolphus can probably uh, co-sign is sneakers. There's mainly most people wear shit. The smaller sizes, like between seven and a half to like ten to half or eleven or whatever. But Jordan, all these and Nike and all these brands clearly still put out these big ass shoes. That nobody buys. Like, why not just take the fabrics you're gonna make from the size 17 that the Shaq's not gonna buy, split that in half, and make two more pairs of tens? You're for talking me. about you know Nike. You're talking about Nike and Jordan, established brands that have been out for decades. Adidas is not an established brand. No, I'm talking about the Blue Ivy, the Ivy Park stuff. This is new. This fashion the, clothes, this is this but is attached initial, to Adidas though. Yeah, but this is their initial launch. It's still new. You can't just be like, all right, we can just make as much of this stuff as we want at any size we want and just put it out and it's just gonna sell out. Like you just don't automatically assume that like if you're like behind members, you're just like, oh whatever Beyonce puts out, everybody's just gonna buy. But if you're Adidas, you got to you still have to be in the business of like, all right, let's put out the sizes. That most people are that we know will get purchased, and then after that, after our initial release, then when we do our re-release, we'll put out more sizes, we'll put out more variety. But at this point, we're trying to get as many people in these suits as possible. And the most people, this is this is their initial release. This isn't this isn't Jordan's who has like fifty eleven shoes. This isn't Nike who's done this for a decade. This is brand new. So they're not going to have everything for everybody. Day. So I, I, All right, go I go go, Nash, go Nash. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like they did the same thing with Yeezy. Like it wasn't like a straight up like all out push when when Yeezy joined with with the Adidas brand. It was like, all right, we're gonna do this gradually. It didn't like after a while when the you know when it got enough steam, that's when they just did like the full on full court press. So I think they're just kind of doing the same thing with Ivy Park. The only thing like I liked about the whole thing, like I wanted the shoes. I thought the shoes looked dope, but um, other than that, like, hey man, 
I I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with it. Um, I guess it's just a wait and see approach. Anthony, what are your thoughts on this? Um, as a consumer and as someone who worked for a retailer and currently works for a retailer, um, here's kind of the thing with collab. Um, hmm, like Marcus said, you do project to see what collabs will do. Um, what I've seen as a consumer with a lot of collabs, um, we'll use Virgil uh, as a perfect one since Virgil's collabed with companies like Nike, Louis Vuitton, um, and various other brands as well too, is that the extended sizes, as much as we want to be all-inclusive, unless there's a true market for it, um, it sits. Um, you you find extended size Cactus Jack stuff, extended sizes, Virgil stuff, in Rossell's, in clearance stores. Um, you find this stuff because on upon initial release, it, it's that. It, it didn't sell as well as people thought it was. Um, so when that happens is, you know, these big companies have to find a way to liquidate it. Well, you know, some of the other retailers have the opportunity to liquidate it, like Marcus said, um, because they, they've been doing this for a while. They, they know who is in the market and who's not in the market. And they may put out these sizes knowing that probably isn't going to do as well as maybe it possibly, like, it sh they think it should because people who are potentially that size just aren't interested um but adidas into the game as far as these specific collabs yeah they just dropped that product collab um yeezy's an athlete of theirs so that's no longer just a straight up collab he's just a straight up athlete of theirs um beyonce is an athlete of theirs as well too um so yes it is a collab but this will be something that'll be going forward in the future um realistically probably see it later on um because there will be some interest as people have kind of told me there's some interest there um but again those those larger sizes those extended sizes sometimes they just sit so what what i will say is i i still feel that again i understand that you don't want to have uh, a larger inventory that's going to sit but not even having one, you know what I'm saying? Like 10, 100. Like you talk about, they know the industry, but from what I'm reading on yahoo.com, the plus size fashion market is worth over $21 billion and is growing exponentially each year. So again, I'm not saying roll out 50,000 triple X's, but damn, you couldn't have 100? You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just baffling to me. Like again, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say like, hey, you know, well, I guess I am trying to say that, but just me from a business standpoint, at the end of the day, a hundred, a hundred is not going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? If you have a hundred of the plus sizes, and then if you see it sells out instantly, it's like, oh shit, we got something here. Now we don't have to worry about the bad press that they're getting now of them being like, hey, you know, I feel left out. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that that's well, my whole, that's what my, that's my whole. I thing. mean, I don't, here, here's what I'll say to that is to us as the consumers looking in it's bad press to them 
people are talking about them. It's not necessarily bad press because whether people are going to say, you know, X, Y, and Z did this, they're canceled. We're in the middle of cancel culture. Um, you know, that, that company with the check was canceled three straight years in a row and the, the profits are soaring. So, um, you know, we can talk about it, that this is it, you know, oh man, they should have done X, Y, and Z. But as long as people are talking about the stuff, um, you know, that, that company with the three stripes can rectify this really later oh. if there truly is a market for it. Well, I was going to say, um, all this brat bad press goes away as soon as Lizzo walks outside and finds an orange box out there. It, it yeah, goes away yeah. immediately, just like that. Let Lizzo show up yeah. in these IB Park outfits. All that bad press out the window. Jennifer Hunt, no, Jennifer Hunt's not the size anymore. Uh, yeah, she's not. Yeah, whoever. But well, Lizzo's the main one, like the the more popular one. So well, Lizzo I mean, shows up in one of them things. It's a wrap. Like, and even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could, you could make the plus size stuff and put it out now, but we also have to remember like even the regular size stuff isn't like readily accessible to people. Like it's not like everybody that wants Ivy Park can get it. So even if you wear a medium or a large, you probably can't get it either. Like we, I, I talk to people online, like, hey, who was who was able to purchase this stuff? And like a lot of people were online and tried to get it and they couldn't get it because it sold out so quickly. So. Yeah, give it like I mean the Grammys are next week. Let Lizzo show up in the Ivy Park outfit with her cheeks out. Yeah, right. Yeah, I already see. Because uh, again, Beyonce has been quiet on this, so I already see some statement coming out saying like, "Oh, we we're waiting to make sure it fit right and that it was perfect for our ladies with bigger curves or bigger hips, and we want to make sure that you girls and well, I guess girls and maybe guys, I guess felt." You know, comfortable. We want to be special for you guys. So I already see that coming. So, I mean, but I, real quick, I did see. I, 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 I some from somebody. I also saw a, a conspiracy theory that quickly I want y'all to entertain. Uh, real quick before we uh, move to the last topic, but there was a conspiracy theory that uh, Beyonce has had some some work done, and I saw some pictures. I was like. I, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, not saying there's anything crazy, but it could be subtle. But I was like, eh. looks like but, uh, the, if that's true, looks like you can't criticize Kim no more, huh? Hmm. I mean, yeah, why? Well, y'all, like, I'm looking at a picture right now. I don't know if y'all can see it. This picture. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like you gotta, you you gotta understand, like. That's twenty years and three kids apart. That's that like, was my your that was my solution to that. Like, yeah, she just she, got things she filled out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it like she grew up. You know what I'm saying? Because like, there, there's a thing I, uh, someone told me like uh, you can tell when Beyonce is like on tour because she has like because she pretty much prepares like an athlete, like a MMA fighter, how they have to like cut weight stuff like that. And they look really skinny. But they say what she does is unsafe. Yeah, what she does is ridiculous. Like when she go, when she, when she gets in the tour mode, you can drastically tell that she's like she's really skinny, she's really thin, and it looks kind of like you know what's going on here. But when she's not in tour mode, she's a little bit more foolish. She's a little bit thicker. She looks like a woman that's had three kids. Like she looks like, and and, and that goes back to the whole you know we don't really 
in the, in the social media and in the age of like human rights and stuff like that, we don't really remember what it's what real women look like. You know what I'm saying? Like, like go back and watch like what's that video? Uh, you go back and watch like the Fifty Cent Wangster video, the woman in the red pants. Like when I first saw that, who? That was her name, Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah, because she was. Uh, I bet you didn't know that so. Well. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know she had a like she was named like that. Listen, I didn't know listen, she had like listen, credit. Listen, <laughs> you were really listen, out there. Uh, <laughs> a young, as a young kid, I used to collect double XL magazines, and my favorite uh, part of the magazine was Eye Candy, and she was an Eye Candy. Her name was yeah. Scarlett O'Hara. But but if you but say you go back to like 2000 through 2011. And you look at like Double XL and Eye Candy. You look at the women in those magazines compared to what we're seeing on Instagram now. It's totally different, and their bodies are totally distorted to the point that it doesn't even look real. And but we we see it so often that it's like, oh well, that's what a woman's supposed to look like. And it's like, nah, that's that's not what it is. This is what a woman's body looks like, especially after having kids. Like that's that's what it's gonna be. But do you yeah. think she's having work done? I don't know. I'd yeah, probably, if, I had to, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably say, I'd probably say no. Yeah, I'd probably say no. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah. Anybody else wanna? Yeah, I, I, I need I need that for the 50 Anthony. <laughs> just sending me a tweet. This dude, dude got the flame on his head. That shit, that shit is fire. Like, no pun intended. <laughs> I've also I've also seen this go I've also seen this go the wrong way too. So I don't know if I I'd be down with that. So but, what do you uh, think about the little cross on the back of the head? What do you think about that? Would you be paying the fifty for that? I mean I don't know, man. He's got my clippers. I, I think I'll probably just start trying to cut my own hair at that point. So but um damn. Oh shoot, real quick. I skipped right over this, but I would definitely want to get this out. So the I think yesterday the 15th anniversary of uh, the game's debut album the documentary dropped. I just real quick want to get um go through and get y'all's favorite songs. So we'll start with uh, Adolphus. <laughs> disappeared. That's how much he did. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, Adolphus, what is your favorite song out of the documentary? They released January 18th, 2005, Aftermath Entertainment. And nobody can hear anything he's saying. Sorry. Oh, well, I would I'll I'll go with the uh with the dreams record that uh Kanye produced. I'd, I'd say that and I mean obviously like, you could always go with like Hater and Love It or uh How We Do with uh, but I'd go with uh Dreams by uh, produced by Kanye West. That, that'd be my favorite one. Um, uh, nice. Uh, before I do it, um, I wanted. I think I got this tweet from you. We um, or maybe Marcus. Uh, they said this album was the best A and album ever. Um, they said that's how definitely we do not true, of, but they said how we do is one of Dre's best beats. Put you on game is one of Timbo's best beats. Hated to love it is one of the best is one of the best rap songs. Period. Dreams was vintage yay, and the massacre suffered because Fifty gave up all his best beats. 
Okay, but, um, yeah, I, I retweeted that, but it's not the best. Come on, man, it's definitely not the best hand art album. Like, but uh, my top three, I, I get it. My top three was uh, um, Dreams got to be number one. Uh, I liked uh, Put You on the Game too, and um, I actually liked this other song called uh, No More Fun and Games by um, that was produced by Just Just Blaze. So yeah, those three. Uh, let's see. Go shout out to Patterson. Okay, North Jersey. Jersey. Hey, yes, sir. Yeah, here. Bergen County. Shout out to Bergen County. No good. <laughs> uh, if I had no to... joking, Hoboken. <laughs> if I had to go with my top song on that album, it would definitely be Start from Scratch. Oh, I forgot about that song. Hmm. I said that shit like four times. Can y'all hear me? No, we ain't here. We you, hear you, now. you had left for a minute. Yeah, uh, mine, I really like Start My Life From Scratch, uh, Put You On Game, and Dreams, too, a lot. Shout out to Danger Hands on Put You On The Game, who probably really did a lot of the load carrying on that track that Timberland oh, yeah. took credit for, so... But that's new. Church was actually a really good uh, song on that album, too. Oh, man. I think I'm getting this album confused with something else. Um, Ah, damn. Okay. Now I got to change my fucking list. Damn, that Um, was a good album, man. Fuck. I got to run it back. It's been a while since I listened to it. But I'm going to have to go with uh, hmm, Higher. Mm, put you, put you on the this. game just because production is excellent and uh, running. I like running. I love that track. Oh my gosh, those are tracks I I forgot about. Wow, that was really a good album. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I'm concerned so. I'm gonna listen to it again this week because the game so, doesn't, uh, doesn't really put out bad albums. Let me ask y'all this about game. Where does he where does he stand right? Well, I already know how Marcus. Oh my god, this, this, this is a this is another episode. This ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah. No, I am not ready for that 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 conversation. Not, not ready. Um, but uh, what I would tell you is apparently this is the uh, the Prince the Prince Propaganda Podcast. Uh, I'm still running through Prince's discography. Go listen to Prince's album called Come. Yes. The, the more I listen, the more I listen to Prince, the more I realize that he he literally might be like the nastiest person in existence. Like don't they, at the at the end of this 11 minute song, which is 11 minutes of wavy filth, it is great, it is excellent. The bass line is excellent, the live instrumentation is excellent. Like Prince is it, it's mind-blowing how great he is at what he does and how how much people don't understand that like the younger people and admittedly even myself at a point wasn't super heavy on prince and i arrived to the party a little late but i'm glad i've come you know just to bring it around but um yeah man this dude this dude stays simulating some he stays simulating some noises dog like obviously the title kind of tells you what what the song is about but like if you listen to definitely check out like the listen to the whole song which you get to the end like it starts to sound like he's like slurping on a chicken bone or slurping on some soup. I'm like, bro, what are we doing, dog? <laughs> like, <laughs> and that talk. shit bangs. That shit bangs too, Don't dog. Talk. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Here, here, here's my thing. Here's the reason why you you, you cannot oh 
you cannot in this day and age put Michael Jackson ahead of Prince, and this is why. Prince wrote and produced all of the gold the gold experience. He wrote and produced that all by himself. Michael yeah, Jackson. Yeah, help, Michael help, Jackson needed the greatest producer slash composer of all time in Quincy Jones to help him make Thriller, which was popular. But and and guess what? Quincy Jones didn't even want Billy Jean on the album. He didn't even think that Billy Jean should be should have been a single. Oh man, so that that's definitely gonna be another episode. Quincy Jones. I actually, if you haven't watched, what was it, what's it called? Quincy on Netflix. Yeah, definitely yeah. check that out. I actually bought a book, but I got to read. It's hella big though. But I'm, I'm gonna check this out. It's got a lot of pictures and memoirs, and like he might have like the most iconic moments with like every great artist in yesteryear. Like it, it is amazing how many people he's worked with. Like, yes. Oh wow, Jesus Christ! Yeah, the man. amount of platinum plaques he has is. The amount Unnatural. of people he's got on speed dial that just come to whenever, whenever he calls is insane. This and man he had said, Tupac shook. Oh, you know what? Before we close out, let me <laughs> let me read this tweet that, that one of these dudes on Twitter put out, and we'll close it out on this. Hope I don't know if y'all saw it. Uh, this dude, shout out to Sir Darkskin, um, <laughs> Sir <laughs> underscore Darkskin. His uh, Twitter name is uh, Spitter Stan account. He he was he had some. Oh man, where is his wild ass tweet? Oh, uh, keep keep talking. Let me find this tweet real quick because it had me diet. So so we we doing modern warfare after this? Anybody? 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 Man, my partner played modern. Broke. God dang it. Marcus, I haven't no? been on Modern Warfare in a minute. Um... Well, let me just shout out um, a dude <laughs> on Twitter that I follow, uh, Byron Graffiti. Uh, his location says that he's in LA, and he actually he has a, a YouTube channel, and he uh, posted a video of him. Uh, he purchased some Ivy Park. Uh, merchandise and he has a video on there uh opening up and uh discussing and reviewing it so i'll probably tweet it out uh with the podcast also so shout out to him uh, shout out to uh you know black people out here putting out content for the people okay so i found the tweet it's it's a picture of uh tupac and jada and sir uh spitter stand account sir underscore darkson said i low-key can't play w- blame will smith for having him killed <laughs> Yo, I and, saw then, that, I saw and then and then he went to say Will Will told Quincy Joe's about his problems with Pac and Jada. Plus Quincy already didn't like the fact that Pac was dating his daughter. Will and Quincy had Pac killed. So Jesus apparently that's the and you know what? I, Quincy Jones can make it happen though. I bet he can make it happen. Oh yeah. I want to give a shout he out can make it happen to this guy named at big underscore business underscore. He made this tweet that said um he, it's a video of Patrick Mahomes' very, very, very annoying girlfriend. And he said that Mahomes got to make the same business decision that Russell Wilson once made once he gets the contract extension. If you know, you know. Hey, shut up. If, if y'all don't know, hey, do, do you Russell Wilson was a very, very dull guy who was dating a very, very dull white woman. But then he read up on that second contract, and all of a sudden he wanted to get a divorce. 
And a year later, he was with Sierra. I mean, he still is very dull. Like I, I, I have no, Russell Wilson blocked. Now, I have Russell Wilson blocked on my Twitter page. Uh, Anthony, well, you got any shout outs, man, before we get out of here? Uh, shout out to you guys for really putting out the content. Uh, you know, week in and week out, you guys do a great job at the podcast, the committee. Gang, gang, appreciate the shout out, uh, Mr. Savage. Would you like to shout out your uh, your new BFF, the real Nick Carr? I ain't shouting out that bitch. He don't get, you know, he doesn't even get he doesn't even get a pot to piss in for me. Nigga, like I said, I, I dropped my address at the beginning of the um of the podcast. You know, I have my goons looking for you. Shout out to the Vice Lords. Kind of just is what it is. You know? <laughs> I'm not. That nigga crossed the, the committee line. podcast. The committee podcast oh, does not condone any uh, gang affiliation. But you know what so I'm saying. What, what and, and Patrick Beverly are gonna get Nick Gar. <laughs> Some, somebody need to need to clap this nigga for real. Fucking beige bitch. That's what is. That's what his name bitch. should be. <laughs> And anyway, shout out to everybody that's always uh, keeping it real, that's always interacting, different things like that. We definitely uh, appreciate and love the support. Uh, shout out to El Chapa, as always. Uh, she's on a temporary leave of absence. We hope to definitely have you and Angela. Pay is, pay is being docked. Pay is being docked every episode she's missed. Just don't think no, it's she's not worried. it out. So, you know, nah, bro. Shout out to we, get, we, dock, we dock in checks. I love uh, y'all, bro. Um, oh, he already did a shout out, right? You good? We get you. We good? Oh, um, I want to say something. Um, I got something cooking. Um, so I'll see y'all in February, man. I got something cooking. So, uh, yeah, see y'all in February. Definitely oh yeah, give us. Hey, NFL tomorrow, Martin Luther King Day. I don't want to see no MLK tweets from you, NFL. Don't do it. It's gonna be bad. Don't do it. You can't do it. Oh, we're getting it. We're getting it. Don't do it. I'm putting all the Kaepernick knees in there and those mentions if you do. Don't do it, NFL. Just just, just take one day to not tweet. No tweets from y'all. Just move it along. Act like it doesn't exist. You're going to get one from Roger Goodell. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, real quick again, as I said last week, uh, go check out last week's episode. Apparently, I, I think maybe the title was a bit abrasive. Um, again, we weren't the one that in invented, you know, vagina scented candles. That was Gwyneth Paltrow. So <laughs> definitely, definitely go back and check out last week's episode titled Coochie Candles. It's not as, well, it is pretty vulgar. It is extremely <laughs> vulgar, but it's, it's great. It's great content. But like I said last week, as I am contractually obligated, as I look at my uh, committee contract, uh, to speak about anime at least one time, uh, a oh, podcast God. episode. So I recently caught up on My Hero Academia on the manga and the uh, the anime. And man, Ooh. the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, what is it? I can't even remember what I was going to say. But it was the 100% episode. Boy, oh boy. I did see like some of the, the angry people that are mad about the animation when you use all from one at 100%. But boy, did he beat the brakes out of that dude. And if you haven't seen it, you, you, you will see it. And it was amazing. So definitely go check out uh, My Hair Academia. Yeah, dog. He put the he put the pause on the old boy, dog. I was like, yeah, man. He went that smoke. He pretty much one punch man, that dude. I was like, yikes. Yikes. Sister, it's a funny thing about My Hair Academia because um, my sister, um, it's not really funny, but it's kind of funny. But um, she went to jail 
for a couple oh. of she went on vacation for a couple of weeks or whatever. <laughs> and she said uh in the library she discovered my hero academia and she was like, Yo, that's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to My Hero Academia for hold holding down uh behind the four walls, dog. But I mean it the, the best way to describe it to people that normally watch anime, it is uh I think it's a well, a much better version of X Men. That's the best way to describe it. Um, and I recently started a uh, Death Note, so I'll get back to y'all on that. But anywho, that was my uh, one uh, contractually obligated topic of anime. Uh, this is committee podcast. We out. Peace. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ryan McLaughlin from Don't Call This a Podcast, here to thank you for rocking with the thekidswearcrowns.com and our podcast collective. If you're liking what you hear, do us a favor and check out the website, thekidswearcrowns.com. We've got a plethora of content for you, articles, TV and movie reviews, playlists, and a collective of podcasts, which includes Don't Call This a Podcast, Sturdy Show Presents the Barbershop Podcast, Two Dope Smarks, The Committee Podcast, Pretty Petty Politics, and We Bring in Love Back. We've also got a brand new webcast called Politics as Usual, hosted by Ron and AJ. So be sure to go to thekidswearcrowns.com, subscribe if you like what you see, and follow us on Twitter at the KWC blog.